0: Hello, my name is Douglas Raymond Hawkins, and you're listening to the podcast relating in love. Welcome to episode number 13. Last week, we discovered the power and benefits of setting goals, the importance of managing time, having patience and setting goals. During this episode, we'll be making observations about goals, entertaining some suggestions in areas that you might consider on your goal setting pathway. The importance of a well defined mission statement and a clear way to visualize your goal or goals. I know that we usually begin an episode with two quotes, but this time we're going to have just one quote. And that's by Benjamin E. Mays, who was Morehouse College's venerable president from 1940 to 1967, and who gave us these beautifully inspiring words. He wrote, the tragedy of life doesn't lie in not reaching our goal. The tragedy lies in having no goal to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. It is not a disaster to be unable to capture your ideal, but it is a disaster to have no ideal to capture. It is not a disgrace not to reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for, no failure, but low aim is sin. With that being said, let's begin examining some observations about goals. First, it is important that the goals be written down. Goal masters find it extremely beneficial to take out a piece of paper and begin writing out their goals and make a list of three things. One, the goals they have already achieved. Two, the goals they have set but haven't achieved yet. And three, the goals they have done nothing about. Let's take a closer look at these. One, the goals they have achieved. Goalmasters find that by taking an inventory of what they have achieved, they are able to see how the little things they have that they accomplish every day eventually add up to some very impressive achievements. The other thing that they are able to discover is how their thinking and choices change because of how they feel due to these triumphs. Two, the goals they have set, but haven't achieved yet. What's discovered through this exercise is what sort of things sidetrack them from reaching their goal, i.e., was it procrastination? Was it a fear of what changes in their life might come about due to reaching that goal? What they find to be very helpful is a change in attitude about these aspirations. Instead of beating themselves up for not reaching that particular objective, They simply set up new procedures and preparations for reaching it if they still deem it important. And three, the goals they have not yet acted on. This item is related to the previous one because when the goals that are not yet achieved are determined not worthy of achieving, they are either altered or abandoned altogether. When this occurs, goal masters set about to discover what changes have occurred in their life that altered these goals. Sometimes it's best to keep dreams exactly that, dreams. Second, setting goals establishes priorities. If we don't establish our priorities, we are leaving our lives in the hands of external forces. It is true also that personal growth can be motivated and measured by our priorities. As we grow and mature, the things we value our priorities will almost always change. An honest look at the way we spend our time and how we spend our money will give us a good look at our personal growth or lack of it. M. Scott Peck put it this way in his brilliantly written and best-selling classic, The Road Less Traveled. He wrote, When we love something, it is a value to us. And when something is of value to us, we spend time with it, time enjoying it, and time taking care of it. Observe a teenager in love with his car, and note the time he will spend admiring it, polishing it, repairing it, turning it, tuning it. Or an older person with a beloved rose garden and the time spent pruning and mulching and fertilizing and studying it." End quote. Setting goals is one way we can be sure that we will focus our efforts on the main things so that trivial matters will not become our focus keeping the main thing, the main thing. Our goals will keep us from allowing external forces to to establishing our life's agenda. It's a way of saying, if I don't do anything else, I wanna make sure I, and then fill in the blank. Third, setting goals enables us to move from regrets to authentic change. As you listen to this episode, you have probably already thought about something you intended to change, but let's slip through last year without ever making the effort to alter what was wrong. You are not alone. We all regret things we did or didn't do last year, but regret and remorse are no guarantees that anything will change. On the qu- contrary, we can spend our entire life regretting things and never make it across the line that separates regret from rejoicing in an accomplished goal. That's because we had no goal in place. If we don't have a plan, if we don't set goals, we are left with good remorse and regret. And year after year, the cycle repeats itself. It is amazing to me how many people admit that they have a problem in a particular area, but are unwilling to come up with a concrete plan to change. Let's suppose you invited friends over for dinner next Saturday night. You would look pretty silly if you didn't plan what you were gonna have in the way of food or entertainment. Our Our intentions may be as pure as gold, but they will never accomplish a thing without a plan of action. Fourth, goals are a tool for character building. Setting goals is one of the most effective character building tools that we have. It teaches us discipline through delayed gratification. As we mature and understand the positive side of setting goals and working for them, we acquire the rewards of delayed gratification and learn invaluable lessons. One of the most valuable character traits that many of us put aside today is that of self-control. Having goals is a sure way of learning self-control. If our goal is to pay off debts by the next year, we will learn to exercise control in our spending habits. In the same book, M. Scott Peck says this about delayed gratification. Delaying gratification is a process of scheduling the pain and pleasure of life in such a way as to enhance the pleasure by meeting and experiencing the pain first and getting it over with. It is the only decent way to live, end quote. The same is true when we think about living for tomorrow rather than the thrill of today. Many of our bad choices don't make sense in the long-term, but if our focus is short-sighted, we are prone to look at the immediate situation and not consider the long-term implications. That expensive high-tech gadget that we want to buy is very tempting. But if we have a goal to pay off our debts it makes sense to look at the long-term benefits of not paying for one more gadget will probably just stick on the shelf anyway and allow to collect dust living for the future put things in perspective it puts choices we make as well as the mistakes in their proper perspective one way to make sure we stay focused on what we desire to achieve is to have a plan of action in place fifth Goals are evidence that we are serious about our responsibility. This is perhaps the most important reason to set goals. Too many people have bought into the erroneous notion that it's okay to live only for the day and refuse to accept responsibility for their lives. Our modern society is chock full of stories about people who spend their entire lives seeking out new and improved ways to avoid accepting responsibility for their choices. Sixth, a well-written goal has the following central elements. It clarifies why you want something achieved. A well-written goal is specifically designed and states the reason it is worth engaging. It identifies the end effect. A well-written goal not only tells us when to start, but also lets us know when to stop. I plan to save money is too vague because it doesn't explain how much money to save. A better written goal would add until my debts are paid off. It describes explicitly how we want to accomplish the goal. A well written goal includes step by step systems. It presents a time frame. A well written goal has a precise target. And lastly, It identifies achievement and failure. A well-written goal allows us to recognize when we overshot our target or if we need to go further. Seventh, goals are best accomplished when they are realistically set. Let's face it, anything we're shooting for is going to take some time. And if we're not modest about our accomplishments, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. With so many things working against us, these seven observations are powerful motivation to push us from our complacency when it comes to setting goals to beginning today to establish goals that turn our desires into reality. It is not so hard to determine the goals that you want to strive to attain. It just requires taking some time out of your hectic schedule to figure it out. The application for this subject is not to write down your New Year's resolution, whether it's January or July, and then put the list away in a drawer to be forgotten. Instead, there are some practical ways to accomplish what what you need to in setting goals that will lead you to the peace of mind that results from a well-planned strategy. Write down each of your goals. Then, besides each one, explain why is it important to accomplish that particular goal. The why will be your motivation. For instance, your goal may be to pay off your car loan this year. Why? Perhaps you want to live without debt or have the assurance that you would have transportation should some financial tragedy occur. The why will motivate you to continue in your efforts when other things come up that tempt you to spend the money you've budgeted for this goal. Relationship goals, especially marriage are crucial. Why? Because we want to demonstrate to our partner that he or she is a priority in our life and in doing so enhance the relationship. Perhaps you want to become a better friend. A third goal is that of character, what you want to become. Thousands of self-help podcasts describe how to be healthier and have a better and longer life. And there are about as many that instruct us how to make millions of dollars, but little is written about character. I believe the most important question we can ever ask ourselves is, what do I want to become as a person and why? That is certainly a question worth spending a considerable amount of time contemplating. We must have a better understanding of what our goal is goals are, and why they are worth attaining if we want to be successful and achieve our ambitions. I could offer many illustrations. But this one is very personal to me. I have long understood the value of setting goals in my life. But as I have watched the young man that I am mentoring achieve personal growth, I have seen him determine the importance of this principle and take the steps to set goals and determine priorities. He shared a goal that has to do with whom he wants to become. It has three parts. One, a man worthy of respect. Two, a friend worth emulating. Three, a future husband worth pursuing. Here is how he answered the questions of why it is important to become the three things listed above. He writes, I want my life to make a difference, and that is impossible without respect. Moving in this direction will lead to a deep feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction. To become these things will make my time on earth worth having been here here for. If I make my husband worth, if I make myself a husband worth pursuing, the chances of meeting a wife worth pursuing are magnified considerably. The why is a guarantee that this young man will work to attain this character goal. It will help him in the choices he makes and will guard him with inducement to, when when inducement deviates from his goal occurs. Without the why, the goals are just nice words that bring admiration. I have every reason to believe that he will accomplish his goals. It is evident in the way he lives his life that his goals have established what is important to him. Another facet of following through with our goals is accountability. Generally speaking, accountability is a willingness to share our activities, conduct, and fulfillment of assigned responsibilities with others or a specific someone. It will help us greatly when we find someone to hold us accountable. Knowing that someone else knows and is going to check up on us to see if we are on track will help keep us focused. Here are some suggestions. Just as there are always areas in my life that I need to focus on and make goals for in order to grow, I'm sure there are some in your life. I'd like to suggest some areas that you might consider on your goal setting journey. And remember these are just suggestions. Your your educational goals are very important. Maybe you need to look at the amount of time you commit to learning something of significance each day. Determine for yourself how much time that will take. Don't leave it to chance or external forces. If you don't have a plan, you will come to the end of your week and realize that you've made no significant advance on your journey or pathway. If you don't have a plan you have in reality plan not to have a time of learning. Another educational goal would be to enroll in a class of some sort or another. Another suggestion, locating a place you find worthy of time for volunteer work in another is another great goal worth considering. Perhaps this year you will feel the need to visit senior citizens homes, get involved and start receiving the benefits that come from this type of service. Whatever your goals, you will not achieve them if you don't have a plan to go by. Character goals are vital to your progress on your journey. You can ask yourself questions to determine what your goals should be, such as, what would I like to become? What other things that I'd like to change about my character in order of priority? What character quality, if developed, would make me a better person? Once you've thought about it, determine the areas that need specific goals and get to work. They may be relational or financial goals. They may be social or fitness goals. Whatever they are, don't spend another year wasting your time regretting the things that you didn't do. Instead, begin today to establish where you want to be six months or a year from now and do whatever it is you have to do to stay on track. To ensure that you don't waste any more of your time, sit down and plan the best way to use your time in the coming days. When the year ends, you will be among the minority, those who have ended the year with more accomplished and less, less left undone. I guarantee you that's a much better place to be than to finish the year knowing that you let the time go by again without doing the things that you knew were very important. It's not too late but you must make your plan and set your goals. Let's look at the importance of a clear mission statement, a well-defined written mission statement. A well-defined mission should do the following, serve as a compass to point out, excuse me, serve as a compass to point us in the right direction. A mission is what we are to do as we fulfill our purpose here on earth, this sort of written declaration forces us on what's important. It's not uncommon for our motivation to be externally negative, such as a crisis or instant gratification. Rather than internally motivated, our mission statement keeps us on course and helps us focus. If it's well-defined, it will serve as a filter for new ideas. We reject an idea that does not line up with our purpose. It may very well fit in another arena, but for our purpose, it is unnecessary. It will serve as an evaluation tool. Corporations, social groups, and individuals tend to drift from the original purpose. A mission statement properly placed in the life in any of the above mentioned entities can sound the alarm once a change is in direction is dictated, especially if that change is an unhealthy one. Conversely, the mission statement should stimulate change when an organization or individual becomes stagnant. A clear mission should reflect priorities. When we look over our life, Will we be able to ask or say, I poured my life into what really mattered? Through the dynamic of a clear mission, we will use our talents to their maximum potential. Not only will we spend our life, but we will invest our life in what really matters. It should serve as a powerful tool to keep us focused on doing our best. An unclear mission is just just as powerful in allowing us to settle for okay, but miss out on what really matters. The genuinely successful person has an uncanny ability to stay focused. He or she is driven and uses interruptions as opportunities to sharpen his or her mission. Here's a way to visualize your goal. You can identify differences among your goals by drawing concentric circles with yourself at the center. The inner circle contains your most important goals. These would perhaps be goals regarding family and friends who are in all probability a large portion of your life. The next circle is for the goals in your life that are important but not given top priority. This circle would most likely be for career goals. The circle farthest away from you represents the goals which are low priority goals. Low priority goals might refer to such things as losing weight, working out or getting a new hobby. These are goals which are important to you but may change with time or drop away when your current situation changes. These circles illustrate your treasure chest of goals. You should have this treasure chest all through life but the goals in it change especially those which hold minimal importance. Charting our goals in concentric circles helps us see how an external change often changes our goals. For example, a moderate to severe economic downturn can change our career and financial goals. This system of concentric circles demonstrates how the most significant feature of change may be the change itself but the effect has on our goals. For example, Donna, a woman returning to the workforce after her divorce, filled in the circles after she had been back to work for a year. Her innermost circles includes goals regarding her children and her romantic partner. The middle circle includes goals regarding her position in the firm at which she is employed. The outer circle includes where she wants to spend her vacation and losing enough weight to look good if a swimming suit is involved. When Donna evaluated her existing chart with the previous one, which she prepared a year ago, the biggest difference was in the second and third circles. A year ago, she had no job and was not in need of a vacation. Donna is basically satisfied with her relationship with her children and love life. She hopes that as time goes by, both relationships will improve. She feels that there are certain things that she can be doing to deepen the intimacy in her relationship with her significant other. After you chart this procedure, you'll want to assess whether or not you have goals in each ring. As we progress through life, we encounter many opportunities to stop long enough to reevaluate our circles and make whatever alterations we deem appropriate. Thank you very much for joining me for this episode. Please join me for the next episode next Tuesday, when we'll be looking at accepting setbacks on our pathway, and also how to celebrate achievements on that same pathway. I want um, to let you know that if you have any questions or comments, you can please feel free to um, email me at loveintent at comcast.net. Please spread the podcast to others. If you love them and think they can um, be improved by this, let them know. Until then, until next Tuesday, make your life a loving one.